Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. If you combine pajamas and rubber boots to check on the barn, we welcome you. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Good morning and welcome to our show. I'm Nate Zimdars filling in for our farm director, Pam Yonke, who is up at Farm Technology Days in Baraboo at the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club. She is keeping busy interviewing a whole lot of different folks. So if you want to catch Pam, be sure to swing up to the Farm Tech Days show. Farm Tech Days started yesterday. It'll be going through today and into tomorrow. And for those of you who are wondering what the weather might be like at Farm Technology Days, it looks like today it is going to be partly cloudy, with highs getting close to about 85 degrees. So it'll be a great day for everyone to get out and check out what's going on in Farm Technology Days. We'll have our full forecast a little bit later in the program, along with updates from our good friends in the Steffes Group, as well as the Wisconsin Beef Council. Stay tuned. we got a great program coming up for you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance is a proud sponsor of the Wisconsin State Fair. As a thank you for your support, they're giving away State Fair tickets. Visit RuralMutual.com slash win and enter to win State Fair tickets. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. At Compier Financial, we provide services based on your needs. So whether it's ag lending, crop insurance, or other financial services, or you're seeking industry expertise from a trusted advisor, we're here as a partner and member of your community that is defined by you. Contact your local Compier Financial team at 844-426-6733 or visit compierre.com slash you for your lending and other financial needs. Compier Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. This summer, Wisconsin was a main attraction for a South Korean feed miller trade team. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Seven South Korean feed mill executives came to AB Farms in Dallas, Wisconsin to see how soybeans are grown firsthand. Tanner Johnson was their host. He works for AB Farms, overseeing 4,500 acres of crops, including soybeans. And he serves on both the National and State Soybean Association Board of Directors. Tanner tells me what the Korean executives learned during this trade mission, but first he tells me what drew them to Barron County. I think proximity to MSP Airport and the Minneapolis area had a lot to do with it. Uh, I, I knew they were going to meet with the Minnesota Department of Ag during their time here, and the Twin Cities offers several export markets you know, right on the river there. So I believe they did some touring of some of the larger players there right on the river. And with my affiliation with the Soybean Association and Andy Benson's, um, he serves on the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board. I think uh, we became kind of a candidate just because of our familiarity with the with the soy family. And having them out was, was a really awesome experience. It was the first time a lot of them got to actually step foot in an actual soybean field. Some of them, yeah, first time in a soybean field, even though they are feed mill executives. What are they looking for? What's their end goal, and, and why did they want to take a tour? From what I understand, working with USEC, the United Soy Export Council, I think what they wanted to do was learn more about the soybean meal product that they're importing into their country 
to feed primarily broilers and they're, you know, they have a growing middle class and I think they want to start, I think there's a strong demand to be feeding a um, more superior product. U.S. soy is offering some of the best soybean meal available on the planet. So I think they wanted to come and see just how it is grown. They wanted to see the technology that goes into it and they wanted to see the way we store it, transport it. They wanted to see from start to finish essentially. And I think in their time here, I believe they just left this morning, but I believe they got to see uh, pretty much the entire process. What was their reaction? What did they want to see? Tell me about kind of how the the conversation flowed as you walked around the farm. So we were speaking through a translator, which was which was actually a lot of fun for me because I really love watching and reading body language. And as the translator was uh, giving my answers, you I, I loved watching their eyes light up or you, you immediately could tell if they had a question. Um, so it was a lot of fun. We, we knew what each other were feeling, I guess. So that was really fun to see. A lot of their questions were on the growing seasons that we have and then the handling of our crop after it's harvested. I would say over half our conversation focused on those two topics, as well as sustainability. When I discussed the 30-plus years of no-till on the farm and the introduction of cover crops and the reduction of pesticides and fertilizers through precision farming and um, other environmental practices like that, you could tell they really, really, really appreciated knowing that we care about not throwing everything in the world and the kitchen sink at our crop. And, and they really appreciated that. They loved seeing the grain bin storage set up. Um, I don't think they understood the scale of just what an individual farm would have. We have uh, a, a little over three quarters of a million bushel of storage on the farm here. And I think they really appreciated seeing the degree of detail that we have in, in order of keeping the product at a comfortable temperature and moisture and everything like that and keeping everything at a high quality. So it sounds like our international customers are also thinking about sustainability. Is that going to be a factor in whether they purchase more U.S. soybean product? I'm going to speculate because I didn't ask them outright, but I would think so. There is overwhelming pressure from the consumers, right, to make sure that we're leaving the earth a better place. And I don't think that's just in America. I think that's a global thing, and especially here, or even in South Korea and in other Asian countries. The soybeans we grow on, on Andy's farm are primarily for food-grade consumption, and they're exported to Southeast Asia. So it kind of hit home for them that they knew our products were, were going over there specifically. The other thing that I think they're going to really start to care about is maybe some carbon markets. As more demand for becoming carbon net neutral or having reducing your carbon footprint becomes more popular and an expectation, or that becomes an expectation from the consumer, I think these uh, businesses in South Korea and all over the world are going to really have to start paying attention to that. So seeing that we are already light years ahead in terms of sustainability and conservation practice, I think that doesn't go a long ways. Anything else that you saw in their face surprise them or that they learned while in Wisconsin? The other thing that I think surprised them was that, you know, they're, they're business people. And we were, I was very open in talking about the, you know, the profitability and, and uh, financials of the farm. And I think that was something that might have been a, a little bit of a culture shock. I think they were used to perhaps more of a private uh, dealing when it comes to discussing financials. So we, you know, farmers, it's, it's a, they are not a nonprofit. We have to make a, make a living to, to keep doing this. And I, or what we say on the farm is the first step to sustainability is profitability. I shared that with them. And I think they were very pleasantly surprised that, that we did, or I was sharing information like that. Tanner, did you learn anything when they came to visit? 
You know, I didn't know what to expect. I, I understood they were were um, involved in the feed mill businesses and stuff like that, but I didn't understand that their their experience level with the actual farming of the soybeans. I didn't understand where that was at. So I I more or less expected them to nod along and understand understand exactly how we're growing our crop. They just more or less just wanted to see the quality of it. But they they did a lot of learning just from the basics of it, how it's planted, um, what growth stage it is. A really funny thing is they kind of took like they had like a betting pool on the way over. I was told of uh, of how tall the soybeans would be because they didn't know they didn't know where we were at in our growing season. And some people guessed they would be over three feet tall. Some people guessed that they'd only be a couple inches. And our soybeans are about two to three inches tall right now. So when they asked me how tall they were when they first arrived at the farm, you could tell the the gentleman who won the bet, quote unquote, he like almost jumped for joy because he he won. So it was, it was fun to see. The, the demographic of the of the people that were there, I, I mean, there were some fairly young employees of, of uh, larger companies there, and then there were some more senior senior advisors and CEOs, and um, it, was, it was a really good mix. And you could tell generational differences, just like, you know, with, with Andy Benson being in his 60s and me in my 20s, there's challenges and opportunities with that. And you could see, you could kind of visualize the demographic there and see how the different age groups had a different different line of questioning. And that was a lot of fun to, to relate to as a younger person who, who works with um, more senior farmers all the time. So with your Soybean Association hat on, Tanner, does the United States, or maybe we can zoom into the upper Midwest, are we looking for new buyers for soybean meal? And do we have the capacity to send to Korea? Yes. From what I understand, South Korea is one of our growing customers for soybean meal. And I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Yeah, I learned quite a bit about the the soybean meal industry. I, you know, as a as a relatively newcomer to the association, I'm 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 not the world's leading expert in soybean meal, but from what I understand, yes, the United States has quite a bit more capacity to do it. There's a demand for for oil from the crush side of things as well, but I think we're going to be able to keep up really well, and we're and U.S. soy is in a really good position to to become the lead exporter of soybean meal, oil, etc. So. I think we're in a really good position. So, yes, we do have capacity. Tanner Johnson along with us after opening up AB Farms in Dallas, Wisconsin to seven South Korean feed mill executives. And as Tanner pointed out, a lot of these feed millers saw soybeans in the field for the first time. This trade mission was put on by the U.S. Soybean Export Council. The goal was to showcase high-quality soybeans and let South Korea know that American soybean meal is becoming more affordable and more competitive on the market. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Hoff. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You can't change the price of gas or groceries, but you can change the amount of your energy bill. Benjamin Plumbing is now a certified dealer of Renai tankless water heaters. The number one tankless water heater in North America. They're up to 40% more energy efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Save money with endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. 
Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. If your conversations always start with the weather, welcome to the Midwest Farm Report. Time now for your Compere Financial Egg Weather Update with Stu Muck. Stu, last couple of days have been a little calm as far as weather. It's been nice and sunny. The temperatures have been not too excessive. Uh, what does it look like the rest of today and going into the rest of the week? I know there's some folks who are looking to get out there and check out Farm Tech Days and are probably hoping for some pretty good weather. And I think we're going to be in pretty good shape, Nate. Today, probably the warmest day of the spell here for Farm Technology Days, or for this week, if you will. A sunny, warm one today. Southwest winds helping to push those temperatures up toward the low and mid-80s, especially in western Wisconsin. La Crosse, Boston, warming up. Mid-80s are better. A real warm day there. Let's talk about why everything's going on like this. There's high pressure to the south, a warm front out west of Minnesota, and a cool front following in the Dakotas. Not a lot of rainfall with this system. A little thunderstorm activity right there, bullseye, central South Dakota. Otherwise, scattered showers in northeast South Dakota and some showers in far northeast North Dakota, northern Minnesota. We'll be watching that rain from the west. That frontal system is going to head our way. My expectation is rain becomes a possibility. And for most of us tonight, uh, after dark and on in to the late night hours when showers and possibly a thunderstorm may develop. There's some talk of lacrosse and to Black River Falls up to Marshfield. In that area, a little greater chance of some severe weather. Oh, nothing too serious, although hail could be something we could see. Not what the crops need at this time of the year, no doubt. We'll have to keep an eye out and hope things don't work out that way. But hail and maybe some locally strong winds crawling into western and west central Wisconsin. That's a possibility here later tonight. Otherwise, rain the chance as we head through tonight or into early Thursday in the south and east. Overall, a tenth of an inch or two of rain may be about all that we talk about. But after that front passes and winds become west and northwest, we do stay a few degrees cooler for Thursday. But then warm it up slowly Friday and on into the weekend. Still sounds like summertime, like July weather, no doubt about that. And I'd expect a small rain chance again a bit later Saturday or into Saturday night. Could be almost the same later Sunday afternoon into Sunday night that a very scattered shower or storm could pop up. You know, those summertime storms where you see that sunshine and all of a sudden the clouds start to build in the hottest time of the day, that mid-late afternoon period, and then a rumble of thunder and maybe some localized rain. That's the chance late Saturday or late Sunday. 
And otherwise, it really does sound like very nice July weather is going to be in store. Should work out pretty well for Wisconsin Farm Technology Days for a couple of the county fairs. Talking about some rain most likely after dark tonight or just into Thursday morning. And then more fine weather conditions will be around. So it sounds like good news. And I'll have more forecast details right after this. I've got some cheese curds that I'm willing to share. Then I want to ride that giant slide over there. So if you've got 11 days to spare, won't you come with me to the Wisconsin State Fair? Won't you come with me to the Wisconsin? There's something for everyone at the Wisconsin State Fair, presented by U.S. Cellular August 3rd through the 13th. At the University of Wisconsin-Madison, agriculture is in our nature. It's where our research feeds our families, as well as our economy. Where we're not just growing our food, we're growing our futures. Where world-class education and innovation begin. Because you can't stop a badger. Welcome back for more weather information with our ag meteorologist, Stu Muck. Stu, I checked the talk text line. No surprise there. It's a little bit quiet. We haven't been getting a lot of that rainfall, at least in the last couple of days. And I think that leaves a lot of folks wondering, especially right here in the southern part of the state, where it was just announced that we are experiencing some severe drought conditions. Do you know how much rainfall do we need in order for us to get back to normal for this time of year? Uh, Yeah, we need a lot. I'm just looking here. The Madison report says so far, well, normal is just about eight inches since June 1st. Uh, Madison's picked up four and six tenths of an inch. So we are behind normal there since June 1st, three and four tenths of an inch behind normal since January 1st four and 89 hundredths of an inch of rain behind normal lacrosse not so bad uh, averaging right around two and a quarter inches behind normal both for since june 1st and since january 1st or like you say southern wisconsin on the drier side no doubt about that to the tune of so far this year almost four and nine tenths of an inch that's behind what we should have seen so we really do need to see some rains. Not a lot of that out there. In fact, our Compure Financial Ag Weather forecast is for a mostly sunny day on this Wednesday. And a lot of low 80s, maybe a little warmer in western Wisconsin. Southwest and south winds will be around 5 to 10. Overnight, partly cloudy. A scattered shower or thunderstorm. Most likely at sundown and later, a tenth of an inch or two tonight into early tomorrow. We only drop back to the 60s tonight with the southwest winds at 5 to 10. Maybe a little shower activity early tomorrow. Uh, let's say Madison, Beaver Dam, Fond du Lac, and Oshkosh further west drying out already. Sunshine returns on Thursday, and we stay a little cooler. Upper 70s are close to 80. And by Friday, sunny skies return. Low 80s again. The north winds at 5 to 10. And that little shower chance date could pop up late Saturday afternoon or late Sunday afternoon. We'll have to watch that in the weekend. Well, it's certainly not a bad forecast if you're hoping to get up to Farm Technology Days or check out one of our county fairs that's going to be going on this week. But uh, I guess we'll have to just stay tuned and see how the weekend turns out with that rain. Right, Stu? Yeah, hopefully we can do something more viable for rain as we look toward early next week. Keep your fingers crossed. 
And we will certainly keep our fingers crossed as we continue moving forward into the rest of the week and the weekend. That was your Compure Financial Egg Weather Update from Stu Muck. Compure Financial, your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. You can visit Compure.com to learn more. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When an ordinary window just won't do, experience the ultimate view from Anderson Windows and Brunzel Lumber and Millwork. Anderson engineers carefully orchestrate materials to achieve superior performance, low-maintenance exteriors, and the long-lasting durability you deserve. It's one way that Anderson leads the industry in innovation. While you make your house a home, Brunzel is making your home a work of art. Brunzel Lumber and They don't want you to be concerned about medical bills. That's why they offer one of the best benefits and insurance packages around. They take care of the community by providing temporary energy for local festivals and fairs. A good sign they'll also take care of you. If you're an experienced electrician that takes pride in your work and wants to join a rising reliable company with a premier benefits package, apply online at everreadyelectric.net. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh? That needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local. William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Have you ever had an MRI through the hospital where you're crunched inside a scary tube-like tunnel? MH Imaging in Middleton provides the spacious comfort of a completely open design MRI, the most updated concept in MRIs. It's an open MRI, open for everyone, regardless of insurance or doctor affiliation, for a fraction of the cost of a medical system. And the results are available the same day, providing you with answers you need to know now. Visit MHImaging.com. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. Sweet of Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweet of Metal Roof. S-W-I-T-A Metal Roofing.com Sweet of Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. Are you a non-union construction tradesperson proud of what you do? Did you know you're worth so much more than what you're bringing home today? Put the power of Lyuna Union Labor to work for you. When you join Lyuna, you get the pay you deserve, plus pension and health care benefits above and beyond your compensation. That's zero deductions for pension and health care benefits with Lyuna. 
because you're worth it. Learn more at liunawisconsin.org slash join. Ergonomic office chairs that fit different employee body shapes and sizes is smart business. This is Zach from Office Furniture Warehouse. The proper fit reduces stress and pain, keeping your workforce at the office and productive. Name brand office furniture with warehouse pricing allows us to create better workspaces for America's workforce. That's simply smart business. Visit OFWGoMadison.com or stop by the showroom on Ronald Reagan Avenue on the north side. This is the story of Daniel, who was born two months early. His lungs weren't ready. His heart wasn't ready. His parents could only hope that one day he would leave the hospital healthy and they would all live happily ever after. Daniel's is just one of the more than 500,000 stories of babies born prematurely last year. You can help the March of Dimes stop premature birth and bring more babies home healthy. Learn how at marchofdimes.com. Working together for stronger, healthier babies. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Where would you put Aaron Jones in the NFL? He wasn't even put top 10 in this uh, thing that was released from players, executives, um, et cetera, et cetera. He wasn't even top 10. I would put him as a top 10 running back. The guy's a beast. I put him. Uh, I had the stats for him. Where'd it go? Uh, where would you put him, Rowdy? I would say Aaron Jones is a top 10 running back in the NFL. And just in general, pure athleticism, pure playmaking ability, that play in that position. But here's the thing. Aaron Jones isn't a... Aaron Jones really isn't a full-time, give me the ball 30 well, times. Before, never I'll, even uses them. But I don't think he actually can. So here you go. Uh, here's the question. Why doesn't Aaron Jones get more love as a superstar running back? Over the last four years, he's sixth in total yards, third in touchdowns among running backs, finished fifth or better overall in running back grades for pro football focus three of the last four years, and he's fourth all-time among running backs in yards per carry. Yeah, and he's great. But he's also not a guy that... I don't think Aaron Jones could have held up if he played in the NFL 15 years ago. I mean, that was his, that was like when he first started his campaign with the Packers. That was the big bugaboo about him is he couldn't stay healthy. Well, he's a guy that was five nine, two hundred and five pounds in you know 15 years ago. Remember watching like Amon Green, yeah. Edger and James, Priest Holmes, mm-hmm. LT. Like those guys would carry the ball like 20 to 30 times every single game, and they were great. Don't get me wrong. But those guys held up. I don't think Aaron Jones at 5'9", 205 pounds could run it 30 times through the tackles and stay healthy year after year after year. Yeah. I don't think he could. That's not saying he's not a good running back. It's just saying that even the Packers knew that they needed a complimentary back, a.k.a. A.J. Dillon, mm-hmm. the six foot, 245-pound hammer, the guy that would be more of the through the tackles. Like, yeah, no doubt. Like Aaron Jones is way more talented than AJ Dillon, way more of a playmaker. You want to get him in space. You want to pass him the ball out of the backfield, line him up in the slot, like do whatever. Yeah. But he's not the old running back that is back there. 30 carries going straight ahead. But you look at the one guy on that list, Josh Jacobs has been really good 
for a Raiders offense that sucks. Yeah. For, for a team that sucks. And Josh Jacobs is pretty much there so, every single game running the football. This, this guy has missed, um, <laughs> let's see, one, right. two. He has missed five games his entire career. That's about one a season. Yeah, he's a beast. And this is what happened to Josh Jacobs yesterday uh, during all of this running back fiasco. This was the report out there. Josh Jacobs was so close to signing an extension with the Raiders. He was sitting in the his car in the parking lot of the team facility with his teammate Max Crosby waiting at the deadline, ready to sign the contract if it got done between the team and his agents. And guess what didn't happen? Him getting out of his car, walking in the facilities, and signing on the dotted line. He literally is sitting in the parking lot. Yeah, and that's the only guy on that list that me personally, if I was a front office guy, I would be interested in signing long-term. And when I say long-term, I'm saying, like, I probably would sign Josh Jacobs to, like, a three-year deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but a, like, he's a running back. He, he's a running back that's 25. That's just that's just how it is. Yeah, they, they eat you up, and then they spit you out. Uh, this was the top. I'll give the phone call one second. This was the top ten best running backs in the NFL, ranked by executive players, coaches, and scouts. Number one was Nick Chubb. Browns. Okay. He he can do it all. He's a guy that could carry the ball twenty five times and be good. Number two was the Niners, Christian McCaffrey. I would say same as long as he but stays he, healthy. But but again, he's like Aaron Jones. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. Number three is Josh Jacobs, Raiders. Josh Jacobs is one of the guys that could carry twenty five times. Number four for top ten best running backs in the NFL by executive players, coaches, scouts. Number four was Saquon Barkley, Giants. Hasn't held up. Number five, Derrick Henry, Titans. Okay, clearly, but. At this point in his career, you're not going to offer him a long-term deal. He's starting to get up there already. Number six, Colts, Jonathan Taylor, who was injured last year. Jonathan Taylor feels like a guy that I know he was injured last year, but long-term probably holds up more than he wouldn't. Number seven, this guy threw a lot more hits in Las Vegas than he did in the field. Saints, Elvin Kamara. You know. he's, he's a, he, see, him, Aaron Jones, Christian McCaffrey, they're all kind of in the same the same build where they're a little thinner. They're a little... Uh, they're not as thick. Agile. They're Number, not as thick as uh, the Henrys and the yeah. Josh Jacobs. Number and, eight was the free agent, is free Delvin Cook, who's right now a free agent. And there's a lot of, lot of wear on those tires. Number nine is the Cowboys' Tony Pollard, who we were just talking about. And Never done it himself. Number 10 was is Chargers' Austin Eckler. That's your top 10. Another guy that fits more of the Aaron Jones mold. See, a lot of the running backs. Aaron Jones, not on the top 10. Here, money grows in rows. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Welcome back to the show, and thanks for sticking with us. I'd like to remind everybody once again that Farm Tech Days is happening right now up at the Badger Steam and Gas Engine Club in Baraboo. It'll continue through today and into tomorrow. You don't want to miss it. Pam Yonke is up there today, and myself, along with Charity Seebecker, will also be making a trip up to the Farm Technology Grounds. So if you see us, feel free to stop us and say hi. You know, it's always good to have a reminder of why we do what we do. A little inspiration to get up in the morning and keep moving forward, doing the good work that is agriculture. I know that times might be a little challenging right now between the weather, county fair season, and the usual busyness that comes with living in agriculture. So I'd like to leave you with a positive thought, a note from Nate. Today, I take inspiration from the words of Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson once said, Agriculture is our wisest pursuit because it will, in the end, contribute most to real wealth, good morals, and happiness. To our farmers and everyone else out there in agriculture, remember that the work you are doing is so valued and appreciated. 
I sure hope you remember that you are contributing real wealth and good morals to our society. My hope is that you continue to find happiness in doing that. Now I am going to turn it over to our fabulous farm babe, Pam Yankee, for a conversation with our friends in the Steffes Group. Time again to catch up with our friends from the Steffes Group, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. And of course, you want to talk to folks, they have got a full staff of experts ready to visit with you. No matter what you're thinking about as far as an auction is concerned, they've got somebody on staff that can help you through it. 800 726 8609. Again, 800-726-8609. Ashley Hewn along with us from the Steffes Group. You know, Ashley, you and I talk all the time about uh, business coming up and catalogs and so forth, your staff, but we've never really talked about how the Steffes Group got started. You've been around for a long time, very well-respected company, but maybe explain for us how the Steffes Group actually got started. Sure. Well, it all started with Bob Steffes himself, uh, in Arthur, North Dakota, started an auction company in, in 1960. Uh, over the years, he became a uh, national uh, livestock auctioneer champion, so well-respected in the industry. Our company is uh, very active in all the associations and stuff like that. And now his son, Scott, is president, and I started here in Litchfield in the company. We were in acquisition, uh, and that was in 2006, and, you know, Still a family-owned company. It still is today. Um, but I remember as being one of five employees at the time that wasn't family, and now we've grown into 150 employees. So as somebody that was in the business before you were acquired, did you know about the Steffes Group before they came in the doorway? Yeah, we, we did, uh, but completely different. We were more in the dealer wholesale, and you know, mm. now we're dealing directly with farmers, and, and helping people every day and really focused on, on a good client and buyer experience. You know, and I'm telling you, whether it was Bob or whether it's Ben Scott, uh, the pivot to being uh, customer-friendly and very focused on innovation with technology, somebody planted that seed pretty early on at the Steffes Group. Yeah, we really did, and, and we we had online bidding all the way back to um, the early 2000s, and of course that's completely changed and we always want to be on the forefront of that and and that that's why in 2008 we developed our own online platform so you know a lot of other auction companies there's some third-party stuff that they use out there but it's never as good as as when you can control it yourself and and when you want to make something better you just do it on your own we have a full staff of tech uh, at our support office in west fargo and and them guys work hard at what they do and and the neat part about it is when you're on a Steffes auction and you call the tech line, that's one of our employees in West Fargo that you're talking to. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the one big piece that I think people overlook. Everybody that works for the Steffes Group is on the payroll. It's not by commission. It's not independent contractors. You guys are all together, so you keep consistency on service especially. Yeah, that's right, you know, and... And we don't want to be beholden to some third party where nobody can get a hold of something or nobody knows where that bid came in. This is all all Steffes throughout the process. Well, and the other thing we've heard time and time again is how um, it's almost a religion with you guys to make sure whatever you're advertising, whatever you're promoting, has been verified and thoroughly checked by your staff and additional experts. Yeah, and, and, and along with us, uh, you get to talk right through the the owner of the equipment too and 
You know, if it's a retirement, they can tell you uh, when they bought it, what they used it for, and, and a complete history. There, there are times when we don't have that, and we'll tell you. But um, we we take a lot of pride in our descriptions, that's for sure. Yeah, and don't take any of that for granted, folks. If you've ever had much dealings with auction companies, sometimes they don't want you to have access to the buyers. Uh, they claim it's privacy and stuff like that. Sometimes they just don't want you to try to get a better edge. Uh, Stephens Group is completely transparent when it comes to the way they're doing business and the information they're providing. Just a little historical perspective in case you've wondered. The Stephens Group, like we said, long time with us here on the Farm Report and obviously a long time in the auction business. Ashley Hewitt along with us. Don't forget you can find out more on what's happening with auctions today, right now. StephensGroup.com. S-T-E-F-F-E-S Group.com. Want to talk to them and verify what Ashley just said? You go ahead. Pick up that phone. Call them. 800-726-8609. That's 800-726-8609. Ashley Hewn along with us from the Steffes Group. You know, when the weather is beautiful in Wisconsin, boy, doesn't your to-do list get a little longer? You want to get the yard done? You want to make sure you're getting the garden taken care of? Me, I prioritize starting up the grill. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for Judy and the crew, always ready for you at Bavaria Sausage. They're located at the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg, open Monday through Friday, 9 until 5, or you can shop to your heart's content online 24-7 at Bavaria Sausage and check out their Facebook page as well. You know, regardless of what kind of sausage you're looking for, they've got them at Bavaria Sausage, Irish Bangers, Vice Burst, Red Lagers, or the Bockwurst. Whatever your palate's looking for, they will provide it. And you know, the other thing I don't mention are the sales. All you need to do is check out BavariaSausage.com, check out their sales section, and you can actually save yourself some money when it comes to enjoying beautiful Wisconsin weather, the great outdoors, and of course, grilling season in the state. Bavaria Sausage. What BioVet does and where the livestock producer gets their benefit is our technology helps them with the things that they sometimes don't even know they're missing out on. Not just worrying about animals when they're sick, but trying to keep them as healthy and happy as possible as well. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. We all know how important it is to get our goods from the fields to the markets. An important way for us to do that is through the use of freight rail. Freight rail in Wisconsin has been increasing in recent years, and according to Lisa Stern, she is the chief of Harbors and Rail for the Wisconsin Department of Transportation, we have a pretty significant amount of agriculture that moves through our state. The latest data we have from the report is 2019. So in 2019, there was over 2 million tons of agricultural commodities with a value of over $290 million. And approximately the same amount of grain was shipped in and out of Wisconsin in 2019. So a pretty significant amount of agricultural commodities come in and out of the state. That was Lisa Stern with the number of agricultural commodities moving through our state. Now let's take a look at our Wednesday market numbers. Cash corn is trading at 545 and a quarter, up 16 and a half. December 2023 corn is trading at 551 and a quarter, up 16 and three quarters. Cash soybeans is trading at 1506 and three quarters, up 14 and three quarters cents. November 2023 beans is trading at 1409 and a quarter, up 14. September 2023 wheat is trading at 692, up 21 and a quarter cents. 
August Class 3 milk contract is trading at $15.95, up $0.15, cents, and September milk is trading at $16.50. No change there. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Nate Zimdars. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Remodeling or building out? Office Furniture Warehouse designers provide 2D renderings of your space for free, including three different price performance options on ergonomically-minded workspaces, making your upgrade stress-free. Name brand office furniture with warehouse pricing allows us to create better workspaces for America's workforce. Workspace choices that are simply stress-free. Visit OFWGoMadison.com or stop by the showroom on Ronald Reagan Avenue. Legacy Exteriors. Just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. Roofing windows, gutters, siding, and decks. Can Legacy do it? You bet. Better prices, better warranties. Legacy always makes it easy. Go to Legacy-Exteriors.com. Legacy Exteriors. Just pick up the phone and let us leave a legacy on your home. You're worth so much more. Have you ever had the choice to accumulate wealth or go into debt? Let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather have $190,000 in total compensation or be $29,000 in debt? That's the choice between paying for a bachelor's degree that might not even land you a job or an apprenticeship with Iuna that will lead to job security, a pension, stability, and a lifetime of great wages. You're worth so much more. Go to liunawisconsin.org join to learn how to accumulate wealth instead of debt. The Dell Technologies Black Friday in July event has arrived with limited quantity deals on top tech to power any passion. Save on select XPS PCs and more powered by the latest Intel Core processors. Plus, get savings on select monitors and accessories, free shipping, and monthly payment options with Dell Preferred Account. Save today by calling 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Offered to U.S. residents by WebBank, who determines qualifications for and terms of credit. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Time again for Checkoff Chat, a program courtesy of the Wisconsin Beef Council and your beef checkoff dollars, all focused in on research, education, and promotion of what's happening with the beef industry. And also by our friends at the Equity Cooperative Livestock Sales Barns, welcoming you to their facilities and reminding you if you've got questions about how you're going to market your livestock, check with the folks at Equity. In studio with us today, Grace Link. She's one of the staff from the Wisconsin Beef Council that's been busy 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 despite the fact that kids are not in school our wisconsin beef council and beef checkoff dollars have been spent and channeled towards reaching people that influence kids that feed kids grace tell us a little bit about this conference that took place in appleton the school nutrition association conference why is that such an important place for the beef council to be Yeah, thanks for having me, Pam. Um, This is a very exciting thing that the Wisconsin Beef Council has increased efforts on is, um, you know, feeding our next generation. So while these kids are not buying product in uh, the grocery stores right now, they are going to be in 10 and 15 years. So we are trying to train their taste um, to like and appreciate beef and all that has to offer um, at a young age. So we participated at the School Nutrition Association Conference in Appleton back in June. Um, in a two-part segment. So we did a farm tour with about 40 attendees, and then we also did a presentation there as well. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and those, what was that group made up of? Give them a little sense on the, the audience that you were speaking to. Yeah, so there's about um, 250-plus staff, school nutrition directors, and food service folks that work within our state school systems um, feeding these kids every day. So they're the ones preparing the meals. They're the ones procuring the food that you know goes on these school lunch trays, so a wide variety of staff from Wisconsin. Tell me about some of the questions they had. Where were their priorities? I, I, and I mean no disrespect, but I always think about the lunch ladies. They're, they're kind of in a tough spot. They are required by law, basically, to follow some food guidelines as far as what kids are offered. But they want to be creative. They don't want kids wasting that food. So they're kind of caught sometimes between a rock and a hard spot. What kind of questions did they have? Was it about money? Was it about nutrition? Or was it about recipes? Sure. So I definitely underappreciated uh, the typical lunch lady job because they do have a difficult um, a difficult job and they have to abide by a lot of different rules and laws in order to feed our kids. So the Beef Council um, on a local and national uh, platform stepped up and created an all-encompassing resource, uh, the School Food Service Beef Resource Guide, and it covers almost every question that they will ever have. So we gave them pre-credited recipes. We talked about if they choose to procure local beef, how to use a chuck roast. You know, beef is more than a burger, especially in a school food system. How can they um, bulk um, utilize ground beef in a bulk setting that's raw? So how do you prepare, you know, 10 pounds of raw bulk ground beef and use it in a different variety of ways? Um, We talked about food safety because that's a huge concern, especially when looking at raw meat um, and how to prepare that different ways. We also broke down the beef carcass. So if they do want to procure local, they have different options. Um, You know, instead of grinding the whole thing, what can we pull stew meat from? How can we utilize roast, both shredding meat and slicing meat um, for some different recipes? And then we also went over the nutritional benefits of beef because they have to credit all of these meals that they're serving to kids. And oftentimes they run into sodium issues and beef, single ingredient, super nutritious for these kids. It's easy to plug and play with any meal. Grace Link's in studio with us from the Wisconsin Beef Council. We're talking about a brand new resource that is just being made available to everybody, not just in the state of Wisconsin, but nationwide, to really reach out to those school nutrition providers. You know, your kids come home and complain about it's the same thing, or you look at their menu and it feels like the same thing. Wisconsin Beef Council and the National Checkoff working to try to make sure that there's options out there. It's a beautiful guide, uh, uh, it's a beautiful guide, Grace. Tell me a little bit about some of the other information that's in there. I saw, uh, you know, like you said, catchy graphics to help make sure that people understand uh, the message of beef is one that should resonate with that menu planning. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the main pain points that we've found um, of school nutrition staff over the past year on working with um, the food service efforts is recipes. So people think beef, they think burgers. So we incorporated a lot of pre-credited recipes. So the hard work is done. It's kind of a plug and play feature, lots of different items. Um, We even included some substitutes. So if they don't have stew meat, you know, how can they substitute in ground beef in that um, particular recipe? Naming of recipes is very important to these kids. Um, You wouldn't think so, but anything that has cheeseburger in the name sells. So we had to be creative in the recipes, the recipe naming. um, And we had a lot of help from the DPI um, Department of Public Instruction here in Wisconsin and DATCAP to create this guide. Interesting. Now, how can people get it? Like we said, it's not just designed for school lunch providers. Anybody can tap into this knowledge. 
Absolutely. So it will be housed on beeftips.com there on the resources page with Wisconsin-specific resources. And then we have more of a generic version that will be housed at beefitswhatsfordinner.com under the school nutrition section. Again, Grace Link in studio with us from the Wisconsin Beef Council. Beeftips.com is where you'll find this nutrition resource. And also don't forget, follow them on social media, Wisconsin Beef Council. I do want to go back to a point that you made earlier, Grace, and I hope I'm not catching you off guard. Wisconsin Beef Council has been working to try to pull together a directory in support of this nutrition information of Wisconsin beef producers that would be happy to work with, let's say, local schools or other institutions. How is that list coming along? Are people still welcome to try to step up if they want to be on it? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a consumer-facing local beef directory. So we have over 100 farmers listed on there. It's a free resource on our website. encompasses the whole state of Wisconsin, um, and it's an interactive map. So consumers can totally jump on there, find their local or closest um, farmer that sells local beef, and purchase through that. We also do have um, some schools listed in the guide that sell specifically to schools, have experience with it, have all those questions and kinks figured out. Was it eye-opening for some of the folks that were involved in, for example, the tour that the Wisconsin Beef Council offered? You're out at an actual beef operation. I had a chance to uh, visit with them. Were they connected? Did they understand what was happening in front of them? Yeah, they really were able to, um, you know, it was a full picture for them. So we went to a dairy farm up in the Appleton area um, that also finishes steers and goes back into um, the local supply chain there as beef product. And then we went to a processing plant and they were equally as fascinated with both. You know, you'd think someone who sits in a kitchen all day preparing meals um, maybe would have some of that experience, but they didn't. And they totally appreciated it and are more conscientious of knowing where their products come from that they are preparing for these kids. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it's all about, making sure that our school lunch programs have nutrition at the forefront, obviously. And like you said, I like that point. you got to sell it to the kids, too, or it ends up in the garbage. Grace Link's along with us, one of the great staff at the Wisconsin Beef Council, just wrapping up their summer conversation with some of those, as we say, lunch ladies, but more importantly, school educators that are in charge of overseeing the diet and acquisition of foods for that diet. Go to beeftips.com if you'd like to download that nutrition guide. It's absolutely beautiful with recipes, some statistics about nutrition that you might want to be clear on. It's all of available for you at one click beeftips.com or like we said follow them wisconsin beef council on social media grace link along with us for this edition 